You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. another edition of new nintendo podcast xl as always i'm your host brandon hoff and this is reflections part 10 the legend of zelda a link between worlds legend of zelda link between worlds uh was a game that was released on the 3ds in europe and north america in november 22nd 2013 november 20 uh <laughs> Third in Australia, and then December 26th in Japan. Um, it was released for the 3DS. Uh, it is a sort of a spiritual sequel to uh, uh, Link to the Past. Uh, and, whew, boy, this game is is good. Um, I will get more into that in, this, in a second. So, uh, I do want to talk about the development of this game uh so i uh am gonna go at a little bit at length uh in in into into its overall development and kind of give you a sense of what so yeah i'm gonna be reading some stuff verbatim from wikipedia sue me sue me but here we go we're going to talk about the concept in production. So in late 2009, following the completion of Spirit Tracks for the N Nintendo DS, the majority of its development team were assigned to work on Skyward Sword for the Wii. Three members of the Spirit Tracks team began working on a new handheld title in the Zelda series for the upcoming Nintendo 3DS console. Two of the three members working on the new game were Hiromasa Shikata and Shiro Mori. Uh... During this early phase, they had not considered developing a sequel to The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Instead, they were building a game around the theme of communication. Around six months into the project, they presented their concept uh, for the game to the series creator, Shigeru Miyamoto, who called the idea outdated. The three then decided to rethink the concept. Damn. So think about, like, you put six months of your hard work into something, and then the Miyamoto's just like, eh, No. Uh, I'm 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 good. That that seems a little outdated. So um, so then, uh, within a day, uh, Mori had created an initial prototype to demonstrate the feature and seeing it in action. Uh, oh wait, no, sorry. Uh, Shikata proposed the idea of Link having the ability to enter and merge onto walls. Uh, this feature would eventually become one of the title's unique gameplay aspects. Within a day, Mori had created an initial prototype to demonstrate the feature. And seeing it in action led to an influx of ideas. Link was able to transform from a 3D character to a 2D character by entering walls, and then move smoothly around corners to reach places he previously could not. 
This ability opened up possibilities for creating new puzzles and new mechanics. At this stage, the project in the project, they still consider the game an extension of the DS Zelda games and use the same viewpoint and design of Link from Spirit Tracks. Uh, around October 2010, the prototype was presented to Miyamoto, who approved of the new concept. However, within two weeks of entering production, core members of the development team were reassigned to work on launch games for Nintendo's Wii U console, which was scheduled for release in 2012. With the team disbanded, development ceased. In November 2011, Skyward Sword was released for the Wii, and Zelda series producer Eiji Aonuma uh, began thinking about the next project in the series. While Nintendo had released a remake of Ocarina of Time for the 3DS, demand for an original Zelda title to be released on the 3DS was growing. Uh, Aonuma chose to revisit the idea of Link entering walls. With Shikata and Mori still engaged in the development of Wii U launch games, Aonuma decided to revive the project without its core members. 13 months after it was shelved, Damn, so this game keeps, like, starting to get development, and then it, like, is, stops. Uh, Kintaro uh, Tominaga was brought onto the team to continue where Shikata had left off. He refined the system of entering walls and designs, uh, designed some small dungeons, which he presented to Miyamoto in May 2012. Uh, Tominaga planned to create 50 more small dungeons that would use the wall entering mechanic but Miyamoto criticized his approach and suggested basing the new game on a link to the past. Aonuma proposed combining the wall entering mechanic with a top-down perspective and landforms of a link to the past. He felt that the shift in perspective when entering a wall would be complemented by the stereoscopic 3D capabilities of 3DS, uh, which I agree is fantastic. Um, Aonuma converted the two-dimensional landforms of a link to the past into three-dimensional space and the team placed link into the setting with the wall entering mechanic to test the feature. After several more presentations to Miyamoto, development of the project was allowed to progress in July. The development team began expanding before the end of 2012 with people joining from finished projects. Shikata rejoined as director and Mori returned as assistant director and lead programmer. So I'm glad to see that they were able to get back onto the project that they initially, you know, like pitched and came up with the idea of the concept. So development was completed in October uh, 2013. Wow. So this game was released in November of 2013. So de development was only done a month before. Uh, technical uh, in design, so the, there's a, just a little bit more uh, into the nitty gritty of this. Uh, the development team encountered challenges in the creation of the game. Implementing the top-down perspective became a particular issue and resulted in a lot of trial and error. With a true top-down view, players would be unable to see characters' faces and bodies. To circumvent this issue, Objects in the world were slanted at an angle so they were more visible. Mori requested that the game run at 60 uh, FPS instead of 30 to stabilize the stereoscop stereoscopic 3D and smooth, uh, smooth and movement animations while doubling the frame rate. Uh, while doubling the frame rate increased the processing load, it allowed the developers to implement a feature where players could select items by dragging and dropping them from the inventory using the 3DS's touchscreen and stylus. At 30 frames, frames per second, this feature felt too sluggish for the style's movement. Rethinking the conventions of Zelda became an important theme as development progressed. Previous Zelda games, the player would go to a dungeon, obtain a new item, and then move on to the next dungeon in a specific order. The development team felt that this formula was flawed as the player could get stuck on a dungeon and be able to progress. They wanted to give the player more freedom in the ways they would have it could 
advance through the game, allowing them to tackle dungeons in any order and clear multiple dungeons in parallel. But this meant that the method for acquiring items had to be changed. They opted for a system where players could rent or purchase items using the game's currency, rupees. In the final game, rented items are returned to the merchant when the player is defeated, but the team had considered other ideas for returning rented items such as setting a timer on the rental period and imposing fees if they were returned late. The development team found out about the Nintendo 2DS during the game's production. As the 2DS lacked 3D capabilities, the team decided to revise some of the game's dungeon designs to be certain that they could be completed without the 3D effect. The designers thought that Link's appearance should change when Link entered a wall in their perspective, switched from a top-down view to side view. They chose to make Link a mural while he was on the wall, this led to the creation of the antagonist Yuga, a sorcerer that can transform himself and others into paintings. Anuma mentioned that the idea of Link turning into a mural was inspired by Phantom Ganon jumping into paintings during his encounter in Ocarina of Time. As the game's story takes place long after the events of Link to the Past and the player travels between the two worlds of Hyrule and Low Rule, the development team chose A Link Between Worlds instead of A Link to the Past 2 for the game's English language title. Last thing I want to speak about a little bit is the audio. A Link Between Worlds features original music along with tracks from A Link to the Past. Uh, Royal Nagamatsu uh, composed and orchestrated new music for A Link Between Worlds and played the flute music featured in the game's Milk Bar. He also composed arrangements and adapted Koji Kondo's original music from A Link to the Past. Nagamatsu went wanted to balance arrangements of past music with new music to please both old and new players. He began... Uh, He began by revisiting old tracks and thinking how he could best adapt them from uh, for A Link Between Worlds. He was eager to include uh, choral performances as a way to add tension to the eerie and unpleasant scenes in the game. Uh, Nagamatsu performed... Uh, let me see. Sorry, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like getting all over the place. Uh Nagamatsu performed the vocals and uh, made use of multi-track recording to layer the different vocal tracks, which is insane. That's wild. The audio team decided not to use a live orchestra for recording the game's music. The primary reason for this was to create optimal sound for the 3DS. The reverberations and low-pitched sounds created by a live orchestra were not suitable for the 3DS speakers. The majority of the string music was created using a synthesizer with a tor, uh, Toru uh, Minigishi playing guitar on one track. Um, yeah. And so they released this game to basically near praise. There were, I'm looking at review scores and there's two that really stick out in my mind. And that's computer games magazine and destructoid gave it a six and a 6.5 out of 10. Are you kidding me? Most people said that this was fantastic. I'm, curious as to why uh it looks like the art direction was divisive among critics some writers disliked the, the graphics and others called them gorgeous the game's music composition was complimented uh i'm curious as to what uh what they um why they didn't like the game as much most people thought it was looks looks good so i think those are just the, the outliers it won um uh it won a lot of awards for best like game of the year things like that um 
And a little bit of the legacy aspect of it, it says a link between worlds has been prominently uh, represented in other Zelda media uh, since its original release in 2016. Ravio and Yuga appear as downloadable, playable characters in Hyrule Warriors. Several music tracks from the game featured in Super Smash Brothers. Uh, in addition, Princess Zelda's design in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is partially based on her incarnation from A Link Between Worlds, replacing her previous incarnations from Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess in the previous games. Ravio's hood has been added to Breath of the Wild with the DLC for the Champion's Ballad. It can be found in a treasure chest. Uh, <laughs> wearing Ravio's hood in the game increases Link's sideway climbing speed. Um, so, yeah, that's a bit about like this game and its conception i you know this game turns 10 this year um and personally i think uh it has aged rather beautifully um <clears throat> so my my journey with this game originally so i i got it day of on on 3ds back in in 2013 played it pretty quickly and unlocked hero mode and then played that right away um and uh then looking back i think i played a third file i think i just like played it over and over like i was really obsessed with this game um fantastic uh game i, I thought it was like easily one of my my favorite zelda experiences at the time um and having played it again in the year of our lord 2023 um where how I'm feeling, where I'm sitting is this is the best top-down Zelda, like hands down, like no, um, you know, that might piss off some people, some a link to the past loyalists, um, and I understand that like this is essentially like a spiritual sequel to that, but goddamn is this game fucking fantastic! It is so good. Um, this team would go on to work on. Uh, Breath of the Wild, and so uh, the, uh, you know, like, here's the thing, Zelda, um, here's the thing, at this point in time, before this game came out, Zelda was kind of like, people were like, yeah, Zelda's great, people loved Skyward Sword, it, it, it got what I called the the reviews like I it got what I called like the Zelda effect. Um, the game's a little more divisive now, but I still think it's a like at the time people were like, oh yeah, this game is like uh, fantastic. People love Skyward Sword and and Skyward Sword I think is still good, but the issue is that game is so linear. It 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 kind of is to the point where like it, the Zelda formula was a little tired, and people were like really looking for something fresh something new with 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 Zelda so they come out with this and they're like and guess what you can go to any dungeon in any order um after the so uh after the initial there there is like a little bit of uh linearity at the beginning they get you to go to you know you have to go to the the eastern palace you have to kind of go through all that um and you once you do that, then the game really opens up and is like, okay, we have two more dungeons for you to go to uh, to get these pendants. Um, but you're free to go to either uh, one in 
any order. You just need to make sure that you have the item that's going to be suitable for this dungeon. Um, and so, and then when you get to low rule, after getting the Master Sword, you get to low rule after going through Hyrule Castle. Uh, you get to low roll, and then it's like, uh, you you can go as long as you have the the items, you can go to any dungeon that you want to at any time and explore the world at at your leisure. So it really like jump started the the whole concept of like non linearity within the Zelda franchise. And like I said, this team would go on to create the best game of all time, uh, Breath of the Wild. So. You know, the fact that they like this was this was very novel and very great and new and fresh for the the Zelda series. Like this is what this was the shot in the arm that the series needed at this point, I think, to really get it in um, uh, a new direction and make make it exciting. And they knocked it out of the park. This this game is so fantastic. I love um, just the concept of like. I, you know, I rented all the items. I got all the items that I, I wanted. Um, there is, uh, and there is a, uh, um, you know, there's, I'm just trying to find the, the right words to say. Um, they, so, like, there's an added, like, I feel like everything that they did with this game is, is it's very intentional. Um, it's very intentional. So like you, and there's like, they put an added importance on, um, uh, there's like an added importance to, to rupees because you need those to essentially rent slash buy the items, uh, to, to keep. Um, and, uh, there is, uh, and, you know, there's these, like, there's these, these creatures that you have to find throughout the, the world map called these Mayamais. They're like these, um, essentially like these, like, Octorok, uh, little creatures that you, uh, find. There's a hundred in the map. And you are, you know, uh, what's really nice about the map is you can see, um, how many are in like each subsequent area so it makes like finding them easy and like there's an incentive to find them because like I said you get your um, you get your items uh, upgraded and they do actually like the it's it's worth it because it makes the uh, items uh, you know much better to use not that they like they're okay to use like as they are but like it gives you like there's an incentive to find these as well as you get this really nice like sword attack like if you find all 100 as well that is very useful for this thing called the the, the treacherous uh, tower um, and so like that stuff is like it, 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 it gives this real importance to the things in the world um, and it, it makes it so that like you're able to uh, essentially um you know like want to seek these things out like it's not just like some random side quest that like doesn't give you like anything it's like it's 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 all very important it's it's very intentional um but i really love that they started to like toy around with the the idea of like well how do you want to like go about these situations like there's there's a few options Th granted this game is not nearly as like open-ended um 
as as let's say like breath of the wild but this is what sort of kick-started that mindset and i think like this is like if this game didn't exist if they didn't make this game um the way that they did i don't know if they would have made breath of the wild that oh the way that they did i don't know like i feel like there's there's this overall sense of like this importance to this game because i feel like this game's existence sort of really shifted them into making breath of the wild and breath of the wild is fucking fantastic um so but yeah this game is is so good the overworld is great the music's great um i started so i started playing this game on emulator uh and uh it just it it felt wrong and also the emulator was like kind of like slowing things down or whatever um and like the music was mastered and mixed for like 3ds speakers so like hearing it through headphones uh in this context like didn't it kind of sounded like a little shitty so i said i said fuck it i'm gonna i'm going to just restart this and play this on the 3ds and man i'm so glad i did because that 3d mm, so good um they really knocked it out out of the park with with that Is, is it necessary no but like it makes the game look great um i didn't keep it on because like I feel like as I get older, like the 3D effects, like my eyes can only handle it so much before I'm like, Ugh. um, and, but no dungeons are great. Um, I love that because you get all the items, there's still this like sense of you are, um, it, uh, you are getting this sense of, uh, basically just um you, there are still things to get within the dungeon so like um you still get like better you get like uh in one dungeon you get like better armor and another you get these things called these master ores and they're they're you're they're important because you're able to upgrade your your master sword to make it like the tempered sword and then make it into like the golden master sword so like that stuff's cool um there's something that makes your like stamina meter go up um there is uh you know like uh it's where you get the titan mitts in in one of the dungeons so like that's that's really cool um yeah so like there's still like things to get and items to obtain within the in the dungeons but it's not like these aren't items that you have to get to the complete the game it's just like it, it benefits you for um exploring and like kind of going out the way to get some of the stuff although i will say the titan mitts you you technically kind of do need so if you want to pick up the big old boulders and stuff like that um it's pretty important uh but music's great is fantastic the story is really good so you um essentially the story is like you uh are a apprentice to a blacksmith their son Gully comes to wake you up and is like, hey, you're late. You get to the, the blacksmith shop. There's the captain of the, uh, like, royal guard. He, like, is there to, like, pick up his, like, shield. He forgets his sword, so you have to go deliver it to Hyrule Castle. You find out that he's in the sanctuary. Um, the door gets closed. You go through that underground tunnel area that... Um, you did in uh, a link to the past you get up there you find uh 
Yuga, uh, who is, he is a, um, a villain and he is like, uh, I'm looking to collect these, these paintings. He turns this person, uh, Ceres or Ceres, um, S E R E S. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce it and they don't really, they don't speak it in the game. So it's hard to say. Um, he turns her into a portrait. Uh, you are, uh, then you go to Hyrule Castle. You let, uh, Impa and Zelda know. Um, then you go to, uh, Zelda gives you her special charm. And then you go to, um, Sir Hotless, uh, and he tells you to go to the, uh, uh, Eastern Palace, because that's where his uh, son, who is also a descendant of a sage, is to kind of warn him. And because uh, Yuga may also be there, uh, you get there. Yuga is also there. Um, Yuga turns uh, uh, this guy into a painting. Um, then you fight Yuga. Yuga uh, turns you into he uh, a mural on the wall. Uh, and you think you're done, but you're not because I neglected to tell you that um, after the uh, incident at the uh, sanctuary, you're woken up in your house by this this uh, hooded uh, figure that was wearing like a rabbit hood uh, named Ravio. And he gives you this bracelet that's very uh, smelly and musty. He gives it to you. Uh, but the bracelet plays a very important role. It allows you to traverse through the... Uh, uh, the walls and actually move through the walls, uh, kind of same power that Yuga has. Um, so then once you kind of, you unlock that mechanic, um, you go back to Saratla, uh, you find out that Hyrule Castle is, there's a barrier on it. And so you are, um, uh, he's like, Oh, I, you know, I, how are we supposed to get Zelda's pendant? Well, you already got it because she gave it to you. Um, and then he's like, okay, so the, well, here's these two other locations to get it. We need to get the Master Sword. Typical, like, you know, same kind of pathing as a link uh, to the past. But then, uh, then it's like, then it's like, okay, uh, you are able to, like, you get the Pegasus boots, you get the, um, the power glove you get the uh the sora flippers like you do all that stuff and then uh ravio's shop opens and you find out that he's renting items uh out and so you're able to kind of buy these items um you're well you're able to rent them first you can't buy them quite yet you rent them you get the um um you go through the the dungeons uh you're able to explore the world and find all of its treasures and heart pieces and things like that in the Maya Maya and all that good stuff. Um, get to Hyrule castle. Uh, and, uh, I, what I've said is kind of spoilerly. So just as a heads up, like, I mean, this game is all is almost 10 years old, but like at this point, like I'm going to be talking about spoilers. So if you don't want to, uh, know anything else, uh, you feel free to stop here and maybe skip or like skip, like, I don't know the next five minutes or so. Uh, but, so you make your way into Hyrule Castle, you meet Yuga again, you fight him, uh, you end up taking a, uh, there's like a little portal in the wall, you take that, you end up in a place called Low Rule, um, Yuga has all these portraits of all these descendants of the Seven Sages, uh, plus Zelda, uh, uh, all in portrait, uh, in these like portraits, uh, and 
his intention is to revive Ganon, and he actually does succeed in doing that. Uh, and he uh, fuses with Ganon and becomes like this, uh, uh, like big pig man beast beast guy. Um, but then he is like trapped in this barrier uh, by the low rules princess, uh, which is uh, her name is Hilda, and so uh, she's like, hey. Um, you know, like I will help you out here, but we're looking to find the, the, the seven sages and, and try to find the, one of the pieces of the, of the Triforce, the Triforce of Courage. Um, because, uh, Yuga has Triforce power from Ganon, um, and Zelda obviously has the Triforce of Wisdom, but they don't know where the, the last piece is. It's, it's been lost to time. So you go through this world, uh, through... Uh, low rule, uh, which is like this uh, dark world version of high rule. Um, you're able to uh, get through all the the dungeons um, and do all that good stuff. You know, explore the world. Um, there's these like little fissures in the walls that take you back uh, between uh, high rule and low rule, um, and so like there's incentive to to explore those as well. Um, there is. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's 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 really good. Um, there's obviously there's very various mini games to play, and I will say after after almost ten years of of, of playing this game, I finally beat the fucking Octorock uh, baseball game. You're supposed to get a hundred points. Uh, I finally looked up the strategy on how to do that. The game is hard. Um, you have to sort of like master the the timing of when you hit the ball, as well as like your stance. Like there are ways to like go about it. Um, it was one of the, I never did it in the past. I wasn't. I was never able to get that the heart piece, but I did it this time. I got all the heart pieces. Um, I did it. The one thing I didn't do this 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 run was so. There's this other thing that you can do called the treacherous tower, and it uh, there are several different levels of it. There's like beginner, intermediate, and in advanced. I didn't do the advanced round because if you do those, there's 50 floors. Basically it's like, uh, an enemy like rush. Like you're able to like each floor has enemies. You kill them, you move on to the next floor. And when you win the 50th floor, you're able to, uh, uh, you're able to, uh, you upgrade your, uh, bug debt and you also upgrade your, um, your little, uh, lantern, which like, is fine, but like not necessary. So I didn't do it. I didn't do this playthrough. Uh, I mean, I, I could always go back and do it, but like, there's no real need for me to do it, to be honest. Um, and, um, but yeah, you get through, uh, all, you find all the, the sages, um, they, uh, unlock the Triforce of Courage, essentially. Um, you go to Low World Castle, um, you go through it all, uh, you, excuse me, get there, you find out that this was, all a setup. Hilda was using you uh, because you find out that Low Rules Triforce was uh, destroyed by its piece, uh, people and it caused the land to descend into chaos. So she uh, uh, commands Yuga um, in its uh, in his uh, Gananized state to to fight. You fight him, um, and then she's like, "What? What gives? Like, why aren't you obeying me?" He's like listen, I ain't trying to actually obey you. I, I don't give a shit. Like, and then, so essentially, uh, 
she used you, but he used her kind of situation. So you, he turns her into a painting. Uh, you get the light arrows from Zelda. Uh, then you fight Yuga in a pretty fun fight, uh, actually. And I love that they, they actually use the, the mechanics uh, to... Um, the mechanics to to like go into the wall and like actually make that a part of the fight. So I think that that's really cool. Um, and then they uh, are uh, uh, then you beat the game. You uh, Hilda is pissed. She's like, listen, I, I need that Triforce low roll. Like I need it. Low roll is going to be destroyed. Uh, then Ravio pops in and he takes his hood off and who is he but the low rule version of Link uh and he is like nah man like there's there's got to be a better way like we can't do what has been done to us essentially and so uh Hilda takes Link's bracelet she uh pushes him uh and Zelda back to the the light world uh, via the sacred realm of low rule they are in the sacred realm of Hyrule. They touch the Triforce. Uh, you see a um, Triforce appear in Low Rule again, uh, and the land seems to slowly start to recover. And then uh, the scene is through the credits as you are, you know, you're seeing all the the sages uh, or the descendants of the sages. They are heading back to their respective places. Everybody's happy. Uh, post credit scene is Link putting the Master Sword back in the. Uh, pedestal and that's the game in 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 so many uh words but you know i i played it it took me a good solid i think uh i would say maybe 12 to 15 hours if that it is not a super long experience much like a link to the past i think all like all these games are are pretty bite-sized like none of them are over 20 hours none of them are even over like maybe 15 hours 16 17 maybe i don't know if that just kind of depends on how much you you put into this game and to be honest i think going off the beaten path looking at the extra bit of stuff like it's super worth it for this game this game is just like i'm i'm over the moon about um a link between worlds this is this is easy like right now in the year of our lord this is my favorite uh top down zelda experience like i would maybe say that this is probably my favorite uh, Zelda game behind Breath of the Wild and that's saying something like I know maybe that's sacrilegious to say like to even put it above like you know Ocarina of Time and um, you know Wind Waker and stuff like that but this this one like is is so good it, it takes the things that I really loved about A Link to the Past and really amplifies it as well as give the Zelda um, franchise it's a much needed uh, shot in the arm to like do something fresh and new um, and I just can't like sing its praises enough like it sucks that the 3DS shop uh, is now closed um, because now the only way that you can get this game is physically if you don't already have it digitally um, uh, and originally it was like one of those it was one of those Nintendo select titles so it was only 20 bucks uh, but now you can't get it unless you find a physical copy, which, uh, good luck doing that, uh, because, like, obviously, like, stores aren't selling physical copies, uh, aside from, like, resale shops, or if it's on eBay, and I imagine that there's about to be a price increase with all that stuff, so, uh, but if you can figure out a way to play it, hell, even emulating it would probably be, it would be fine, but 
honestly, the optimal experience would be playing on 3DS. I will say the worst thing about this whole experience was playing it on the 3DS. I kind of wish I had, because <laughs> like now that I've played like stuff on the Switch and stuff, like going back to the 3DS and like having like my arms actually, my hands actually got a little cramp and that like fucking circle pad, the fucking circle pad, uh, not the worst, but like not the best in terms of like what the um you know like what uh in regards to like how this uh uh <laughs> just like how you like actually move around and stuff like that um it it, it could have been like i don't know just like having to deal with the fucking circle pad was like it's manageable, but it's not great. Like I'd much, I rather wish I had like a joystick or like hell, even I would take a joy con over, um, over it. So, um, but yeah, I, uh, not really much else to say. I mean, I've, I've said a lot at this point. Uh, and I think that like overall, just like, damn, what a good game. Like it's going to be like this. I, last episode I was kind of talking about my, like I'm, I'm, feeling some Zelda I was feeling some Zelda burnout and then uh uh and uh it once I so they 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 had a Zelda like mini direct they were showing off gameplay for Tears of the Kingdom which fuck yeah dude there's a lot of cool shit I'm I'm pumped I'm excited. There, there are still uh, people who are concerned, and some people who are upset because because it's the same map, man. Uh, and it's uh, uh, they didn't show dungeons. Well, they they barely showed gameplay. Like, what do you want? Like, they're I think they're intentionally being cryptic and vague about this stuff to like really give people a chance to explore it. And they don't like people are like, oh, they're marketing this game terrible. They don't really have to like. For I think most people like myself, when they saw the words in 2019, a sequel to Breath of the Wild is in development, like they were sold. Like I was sold. I I was ready. So it's not like, you know, the the vast majority I understand like there are people who have their concerns, um, you know, like and people who are not you know, they're they I th- and I think it's it's fair to be skeptical. I, I get it. Like especially like there's there's you know it's there is potential that it i mean it is the same world so the map might be the same in some regard but like i don't know man i feel like if they've been developing this game since you know like late 2017 like i know it's initially started out dlc and then expanded into a whole new game i feel like that it i i trust that nintendo is going to like really knock this one out of the park so i'm 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 fucking excited but so that gave me a, a bit of a uh, uh, hyped me up to kind of continue to play Zelda, and uh, uh, I'm glad I was able to get through your Link Between Worlds because man, oh man, that game is good. It's so good, so good. Can't sing its praises enough. Ten out of ten, S tier Zelda experience, like is fantastic. And that leaves us with uh, I have two more games to to play, uh, Zelda One and Zelda Two. To be honest, these are my these and the DS ones are my least played Zelda games. I have only played Zelda 1 and Zelda 2 twice. 
Um, and I did it on my 3DS years ago. And I... It's not... I, I, I am dreading playing these a little bit, but that's... I feel like playing it... The, the, the SP versions on the Switch Online, I think that'll make it so that I am able to kind of enjoy these games and get through them a little bit more easier and um, make it not such a, such a headache. Cause here's the thing. These aren't bad games, you know, Zelda one, obviously super influential, really set the, um, uh, uh, the series in motion uh, and like is a huge inspiration to breath of the wild. Um, so like it, it, it has its importance. It has its merits. And Zelda 2 is just such a weird left field, like, experiment that, like, it caused them to shift all the way back to, like, its original formula with, with A Link to the Past. But I don't think that Zelda 2 is a bad game. It's it's very interesting um, in that they're willing to sort of experiment and try something completely different with, like, you know, the experience um, points and, like, the side-scrolly, like, RPG mechanic kind of thing going on there so um yeah i i only i just but they here's the thing they're also nes games and not to say that these games have aged terribly but i feel like in terms of eras of gaming eras i would say like you know the 16-bit Super Nintendo Sega like era like that aged probably the best um and then like things like PS2 GameCube stuff like that 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 aged pretty well um and then you know like PS well no I would say like probably like Wii PS3 Xbox 360 probably aged a little better than that but then um N64 PS1 stuff hasn't aged super well. And then the, like, uh, the sort of 8-bit stuff, it has and it hasn't. Some of that stuff, like, look, looks really fantastic. But some of it's like, yeah, I don't know. Um, so it's just a matter of just, like, kind of coming to terms with, like, dealing with, like, these games that are showing its age. And that's okay. Um... I will play them and I will get through them and I will talk about them in subsequent episodes, but it's crazy how quickly this journey has gone and how fast it's gone and just like kind of where it's taken me and like my, I, I, I still genuinely really love Zelda a lot in this sort of like, Playing through this game really like reaffirmed my 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 love, and I and I think just like it's it's giving me the, the ability to push through the series. Man, oh man, I can't wait to kind of take a quick little break though, uh, before uh, I play Tears of the Kingdom. Like I'm 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 excited to not have to play Zelda, uh, uh, after <laughs> for at least at least at least hopefully a month. Hopefully it doesn't take me uh, a couple weeks to finish both of these games I'm, I'm gonna be trying to stream them so um but now yeah now i'm rambling at this point so and this episode's going on long but um you know uh yeah link between worlds like i said town 10 s tier zelda experience super happy about it um yeah that's all i got really got to say about it like fan fucking tastic game like not one to miss um 
if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at BRN Hoff. If you want to follow the network Indie Source Net, that's on Twitter, indiesource.com slash discord uh, to join the discord, indiesource.com to find all of our wonderful shows. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm on Twitch as well, twitch.tv slash mythamim, uh, YouTube, mythamim, M Y T H E M I M. Find all of the replays there uh i will be streaming um zelda's one and two a little bit more so i'm, I'm excited to to kind of do that um but yeah uh i've been brandon hoff uh thank you guys so much again for listening to new nintendo podcast xl always a pleasure uh to talk to y'all and uh until next time we do not have one more thing for ganon <laughs>